You are listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Ranolf Fiennes, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. Man, I almost didn't click that fast. You started so fast. <laughs> well, you said go. Go, yeah, I know. And you I were thought, like, I thought it was like a, you know, if you're if you're in a race and the gun fires, you yeah. start in, as fast as you can. So this is very good comparison because what are we talking about this episode? Guns, avalanches. Oh. <laughs> it's kind of the same. Gu- thing. Guns. <laughs> they'll both kill you. Yeah. So well. they'll both kill you, and they happen like that, like out of the gate, like. Oh, it's loud. Fast. <laughs> Fast. So there's... Guns don't p- kill people. People kill people. Just And so. avalanches don't kill people. Avalanches, avalanches do kill, kill people. <laughs> no, it's the snow. It's not the it's avalanche. The snow. <laughs> the snow. Damn snow. It's not the people that get in the way and trigger it. So it is an extraordinary... Get it? Trigger it. It's an extraordinarily terrible year for avalanches right. in the Wasatch Front as far as the... <clears throat> The, the we've had a persistent week layer and it's just been breaking up. So Sunday I took the kids to the local resort here, snow basin. Um, we got there, which I thought we got there pro tip. I thought we got there early at like eight 30. It doesn't open till nine. I barely got a parking spot. So in that upper dirt lot, you know, like barely got a parking spot. And the pros were already all parked like with their, like they back their truck up to the mountainside facing and like to take out the barbecue and stuff like they're ready to go. So I think they sleep over. I have no idea what that is all about, but they're freaking advanced is all I can say. But they were bombing while we were getting ready. And then we left around two to o'clock somewhere around there. And they were still bombing the upper mountain. And I heard they've been doing that for a couple of days. So, um, Cody, another person we work with, looked like he traversed over. And do you know where he was, Chase, when he took those pictures? I'm pretty sure that was the traverse between uh, Strawberry, like the top of the Strawberry, and Lone Tree. The chunks were enormous. Yeah, they were big. It was big slabs. Yeah. For sure. Uh, we've had a couple people die already this year in avalanches uh, in the Wasatch Front. Um, another person died. It was a, was he 50? He was in his fifties. I think he was from, I want to say Provo, but he, or maybe just Park City. Um, and then, and then I read a story yesterday about some girls who were, they were young, 19 years old, and they kind of built a kicker and was doing some things. And, and it was, they were in the run out path of an avalanche area. And, and it's just not, it's not the year for that. Like everyone should probably pay, t- pay extraordinarily attention, close attention to, um, the backcountry conditions, but Chase, you've been touring. So how do you, 
What are you What have you been doing? How How have you assessed the situation? How have you been getting out and staying safe? Well, the definite name of the game is low angle love, right? Staying away from slopes over thirty degrees, not even being connected to slopes that are around that. Um, I'm not totally sure if we're seeing remote triggers. Um, I think remote triggers are happening, but it's a really weird snowpack because it's not very reactive. Um, I dug a pit a couple days ago and like, it, it was hard to find like really, um, reactive layers. It, I mean, there's no woomphing, no cracking, like there is no telltale signs. Um, I mean, there's definitely like lots of wind loading in areas. There's signs, but like it, it almost seems like it's a pretty stable snowpack. Um, and seems, seems like. It seems like, yeah, but yeah. I mean, some of these, some of these avalanches are ripping on like a November week layer. Right. So yeah. really, really deep. I mean, they're deep, unsurvivable avalanches because of that. So I, I've had a hard time. It's it kind of sucks traveling in it because I'd almost like to travel in avalanche conditions when it's very, very pronounced. That like, oh, there's one thing, there's cracking, there's you know what's going on, mm. but it's almost like you're tiptoeing around this like. Uh, it, it might slide, but it might not. It might be the 14th skier that skis it um, that, that breaks loose. I was talking to uh, Greg Bean, and they threw a charge off uh, a Powder Mountain, um, a four-pound charge, didn't break anything loose. Greg skied it, and then literally five minutes later, um, another Pretoria was skiing it and broke a huge slab loose in it. Ooh. So that was with a charge, and then two people had skied it. So the third skier after a massive charge, it dropped that it broke loose. So it's just a really, it's, it's really weird. It's just not a super reactive, but when it does react, they're big avalanches. Um, they're massive avalanches and they're, they're breaking like deep and, the, and deadly. Deep. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I know Salt Lake's dealing with like a kind of two persistent weak layers. I don't know how Ogden is right now. I don't think Ogden has, we definitely have a more stable snowpack than Salt Lake does. Um, is it, would uh, you suggest that it's providing a false sense of security? I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially if you're, you're digging pits and I mean, uh, digging a pit and doing like a compression test and extended calm test should never open terrain. Right. But it should, it should only really be like closing terrain. But if we're, uh, if we're, we're doing all these tests and there's no telltale signs, then it's hard to like, not want to go ski it right and you might ski something that's 32 degrees or 33 degrees and it doesn't slide well then you ski something that's a little steeper and it just and you're th- the third or fourth person to ski it and it it's really it, it breaks loose i think another thing that we see that's huge is you see tracks and you think oh well someone else has skied it i can ski it but that seems to be right now at least that seems to be one of the really dangerous things is it's it's not breaking on the first time someone skis it so I've learned a lot from the Roosters B Street Avalanche chats uh, that we've been doing every Thursday. And if you haven't seen those, they're on, they're on YouTube uh, under Ogden Avalanche, and uh, you, can, you can go rewatch them. There's another one tonight, and it's the Snow Basin Safety Team. And so uh, this will, by the time this airs, this has already happened. But uh, and again, you can go w- watch it on uh, YouTube or the or Instagram under Ogden Avalanche. 
but it's good information, especially for those who are in around the Ogden area, um, on how, what to look for, kind of an update on the conditions, um, and, and just general knowledge, although it does kind of scare me a little bit. I, I would, I would think like the more, you know, the more comfortable I would feel about being out there, but then the more I know, I'm almost like, I don't even want to go out there right now. So, uh, yeah, unless you're like well, me- measuring angles and staying below 20 for crying out loud. I mean, if it helps, I've gone out three days this week and one of the days, I mean, there was a lot of red on the, the uh, avalanche rows and it just stuck to low angle stop. And yesterday I got some, some freaking awesome turns, just like some 20, 28 degree, like right there. Fun open skiing um soft snow there's there's good skiing to be had out there even some 15 20 degree slopes that aren't if you can find some that are open i mean Mm. it's it's great skiing right now but you just gotta be careful um and again i'm I'm nowhere near an avalanche expert i think greg can talk to avalanche yeah but you're an intern but i'm an intern (laughs) i am Exactly. What that really means is I just really like to ski. I know, but Chase, I'm on the board and I know way less than you. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's definitely, <clears throat> I had uh, my brother-in-law reached out to me yesterday and I was like, Hey man, like I've seen you been skiing in the back country and, um, I've seen what's been going on in park city and other places. And I'm, I'm like, it makes me nervous. I want to be really careful. And I think this is, it's really easy to get scared and just not go. But yeah. I think this is a really good time to, to go and, and find places that are safe to ski. Um, so that when avalanche conditions are high end, you know where to go. Um, and you're probably traveling with a heightened awareness of what's going on right now. Um, just don't push it. Just ski really low angle stuff. And it's, I think it's a really, it's, it's unfortunate when people just don't go out right now because they're missing incredible snow and there's a lot of fun to be had on, on sub 30 degree slopes for sure. That's what I love about the Cutler Ridge area is the, the main ridge that you're hiking up. It never gets a bit much steeper than about 25 degrees. And, um, now <clears throat> off to the North and into <clears throat> the South, you can get shots that are 35 degrees or so 30 to 35 degrees that are kind of ideal for skiing, but also ideal for slides. But at any time, even when the avalanche danger is really high, there are completely safe slopes to go from the top of Dead Tree all the way down back down to the car. You can you can stay on safe slopes the whole way. And uh, so anyway, that's why I love to to ski Cutler Ridge area. Um, there's a lot of other places that I probably prefer to ski more in a good snowpack. But when the snowpack's bad, that place is still good. Yeah. So, totally yeah we're we're having a weird weird winter we just haven't had that much snow and we went so long i mean we got some snow in november and then went so long with hardly any snow and just lots of cold (coughs) cold nights that that ground layer and and that created a really weak layer early on and then we still haven't gotten a lot of snow over the top but some of the snow that we've had recently has been so wet and heavy that it's just made a kind of a funky layer they usually say that um a skier uh, the weight of a skier skiing won't affect like like if the weak layer is three feet 
deep or, or deeper, generally a skier's not going to affect that, not going to really set that off. Um, probably not. And a snowmobiler, it's a bit deeper than that. But um, this year's kind of weird because, um, you know, the ground level isn't much deeper than that. And so if you get... And the depth of the snow is going to vary depending on the, the part of the slope you're on, whether you're on a windblown slope or a wind-loaded slope or whatever else. And so you really just have to be pretty careful. And at this point, if you go onto like the Utah Avalanche Center app and you look at the activity uh, in Ogden, it says uh, considerable danger in uh, in Ogden on, on almost all slope it kind of just says that in all the time. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> but on almost all slopes, it, it's saying considerable. But if you look at the recent observations, I mean, yesterday, a couple of days ago, there was a slide. And a few days before that, there were slides. People are seeing slides all over the place on some of the steeper slopes. And so you just need to be aware that right now is not the time probably to go and ski the gnarliest terrain and really kind of push your limits right now is the time you can still get out there get some good exercise and get some good turns but stay on the slightly safer slopes 30 degrees or less 29 degrees or less we'll say if you want to learn about all the incidents and accidents across the state of utah at least if you're coming out here not familiar if you live here and you want to know what's going on utah avalanche center is a great source for that they do all the write-ups um what do they call those write-ups? It's like a yeah, incident ob- report ob- sort yeah, of observation. observation. Um, and then, of course, if you're in Og- in and around Ogden, Ogden Avalanche has um, some some good blogs and some good information. Really, you'll want to follow them on Instagram because that's where they're active and they keep up on stuff. Yeah. And the guys that run Ogden Avalanche, I've met a few of them, and they're, they are swell guys. I mean, really. Their intern's amazing. Really an amazing intern. Yeah. 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 Yep. So I, I think so, too. <laughs> Corey, uh, Corey <laughs> Davis, who who used to do observations and, and stuff for the Utah Avalanche Center, now got Ogden Avalanche going. He's, he's about as smart as they come when it comes to avalanches and a really good guy and got a good group of people working with him, including uh, Brandon and Chase, which is pretty cool. So uh, yeah, look, check out Ogden Avalanche if you if you don't already, follow them on Instagram. Make sure to follow them and uh, and see what they're doing. Even if you're not super active in the backcountry, just seeing what they're doing every single day will help you learn over time um, about avalanches and and about safe avalanche uh, backcountry travel during the winter. So it's good to good to follow them and pay attention to what they're doing. All right. So for all those that are are getting after it in the backcountry, be safe and and be smart and enjoy and enjoy it. But uh, but yeah, be safe and be smart. Make sure you're you've got all the gear that you need: your avalanche beacon, your shovel, your probe. You've got all the skills. You've taken the courses, or or you've done all the studying. You've done the practicing, and then you're just being smart about the slopes that you're on. If you do that, you should have a great time. And right now we're getting new snow, and so now's the time fun time to be in the backcountry. You just got to play it smart. So, all right. Thanks for joining us for the podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and also share it with your friends if you would. Um, Check out gear30.com. That's G-E-A-R-T-H-I-R-T-Y.com for the latest on outdoor gear. And 
And we do have um, Avalanche supplies. Yeah. We have some left still. Uh, we sold a lot this year, though. Yeah, we, yeah, it's been the year for it. Usually, what's interesting is on years where we're getting pummeled with snow, like regular snow, the avalanche danger tends to not be super high because that regular consistent snowpack tends to be relatively solid. It's on years like this year where we haven't gotten a lot of snow and the snow's been sporadic that we get funky it had conditions. to be six weeks of dry. It was so yeah. long. Oh, it was frustrating. I, in my neck of the woods, um, usually I can be skinning and skiing the backcountry by mid-December, and this year, like, not even, not even close. I was just skiing, like, I don't know, skiing weeds in December, and so when we finally got snow. I saw friends posting things, pictures of like three years ago when there was no snow at this time of year. So it yeah. just it just depends. Depends I, on the year. I really need it, Mother Nature, to just begin in late October and not end until March. Yeah, that would be rad. Yeah, thanks. Next year maybe. Yeah, um, but what I've noticed with these types of years where we get a late start, we tend to get late season some awesome late season storms so i'm crossing my fingers for this year that yeah. that's the same because my stupid foot was broken <laughs> i haven't done much have you gotten out snowboarding with the family now I, I took the kids on sunday and believe it or not my foot hurt worse than i thought because i was jogging on the treadmill and that didn't hurt but the snow snowboarding actually i felt it really i felt it so we'll, i'm gonna try and take them tomorrow i think we'll yeah see. we're good Cool. All right. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> woo woo.